Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you suffer from depression? Well, you don't have to. Not anymore. Finally, a non-prescription medical breakthrough. It's the Jiggy Jaguar Show. JiggyJaguar.com We are back here on the Jiggy Jaguar Show. Speaking with Paul from TrulyHuge.com. Uh, give us a little info on the website and your background and everything else. Sure. Um, Truly Huge has been uh, on the web about 10 years now. And um, basically devoted to drug-free bodybuilding um, and uh, has a chat room, message board, supplement store, uh, e-books, personal training, everything you need. You've got, it's like a one-stop shop kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get the website started? Um, Basically, I wrote a book. Um, just at the end of 95 called Truly Huge, yeah. which basically means um, truly huge rather than artificially huge, you know, yeah. how to get as big as possible through natural means without using, resorting to drugs, steroids, etc. And um, then when I learned about the internet, I started finding out more and put up a truly huge website um, in 96. Wow. Uh, give us a little info on the book. Well, I trained for many years, and, yeah. you know, you always have to, you know, think about, I mean, when, when somebody's not using drugs and when somebody yeah. doesn't have tremendous genetics, they would tend to look deeper into how what's the best way to achieve my goal rather than somebody who, let's just say, is naturally genetically gifted. They just, you know, work out here and there and they make gains or if they take steroids and that gives them a shortcut. So I took about 16 years of just researching and reading and testing and working with myself and others to just see what really works for... Uh, and then that became the book Truly Huge. Wow. You've written some uh, columns for bodybuilding.com. One that got my attention was uh, Muscles and Minutes. Give us a little scoop on how that uh, came about. Yeah, that was um, a little experiment I did when I didn't have a lot of time. Um, At the time I did that, Mike Manster was talking about um, very short workouts, um, but he would have you work out like once every, you know, five, yeah. seven, ten days or something. Yeah. And I guess that does work for some, um, but I didn't want to work out that uh, infrequently, and I was very busy, so I worked out almost every day. But it, but yeah. each workout only lasted about five. 10 minutes at most, and um, it worked really well. I mean, uh, I gained quite a bit of muscle in that time and uh, wrote up that article about my experiment so other people could try it. Yeah. So um, what do you think of the current bodybuilding scene? Well, the current bodybuilding scene is, is... distorted and to me it's not what it's not the bodybuilding that I um, found you know almost 30 years ago when I got started in this yeah um, you know to me bodybuilding just the word bodybuilding <laughs> means that it has to do with health fitness muscle you know and all those things together longevity all yeah. these things together. And what you have in the current pro bodybuilding scene, 
seen because there's plenty of um, oh yeah, there's plenty of natural you know, guys. Plenty out of there. natural contests out there and stuff like that. But the but the current pro bodybuilders have taken the drug thing to extremes to the point where they're they're not healthy. They don't even look good anymore. You yeah. know, they've taken it to a point of unacceptability to the general person on the street. And I mean, there was a time in the in the 80s, when bodybuilding, Mr. Olympia and Mr. Universe, everything was would be shown on TV, World World of Sports. Yeah. But now, they wouldn't do it. And even even back, you know, Arnold and and people like that would go on to movie roles. Oh yeah. Now the current guys are so much look like cartoons, so distorted, so you know weird beyond belief to the general person that the only thing they're ever going to get a movie role would be some comic book villain not the <laughs> hero yeah you know so i'm hoping that they've taken it about as far as they can go in this you know just get as big as possible it doesn't matter if your waist grows to 40 inches etc yeah and take it back to it's not always the just the biggest guy that wins. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, the big... Frank Zane was champion. Yeah, yeah, Frank Zane. This, I've talked to a lot of bodybuilders, and they point to Frank Zane. Go, yeah. go into that. And the point is that there was a change in the judging standard at that point. They were like, look, bodybuilding's a good thing. More people should know about it. More people should do it. Let's have a champion that people can look up to. Yeah. And... And that went on for a while. Like I said, that broke that broke um, through barriers, and bodybuilding was on TV, just wild world of sports, regular TV, and um, and that went on all the way through Lou Haney's reign too. Yeah. And he was a he was I feel the last great bodybuilding champion. And then you got into the Zorin Yates, and then yeah. and then. Ronnie Coleman. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad about these people personally. I've met them both. They're both very nice people. Yeah. But it's just not the body that it's not as aesthetic. It's not. It doesn't look right, and the general person is not going to accept it. And the point is that muscles are more acceptable now than ever with yeah. Arnold and and all these um, action stars. Um, people. People accept muscles. I mean, 30 years ago, they weren't as acceptable as they are now, but then they've taken it so far that, oh, well, you know, Arnold well, looks fine, but these guys are ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, what they, you know, I mean, I don't know how much long Ronnie Coleman's going to go. He's done eight Olympias already. Maybe yeah. he's going to go for ten. I have no idea. <laughs> but, um I'm hoping that when he retires that they decide to do, a, once again, change the judging standard, mark down for the bloated waist. Yeah, there was a know, big push for that last year, but it, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't well, gain there, much there strength. Talk, there was talk about it, but I didn't really see it. I mean, I actually heard the last Olympia I actually watched was, I think, 2003, and the commentator says we're not seeing – we're not seeing the bloated weight this year. And I go, what does he think? We blind? <laughs> you know, like if he says it, we'll believe it when we yeah. see that there are. Yeah. You know, I mean, one body will look like he swallowed a beach ball, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a complete mess. And that leads into my next question, which is you've got uh, a lot of abdominal articles on uh, bodybuilding.com. Um, mm-hmm. Abs are just so hard to get for the average guy. There was a a guy that I know at uh, my local gym who he wanted abs and he wanted you know he he wanted the abdominal muscles and mm-hmm. he put himself on a strict diet and he got them mm-hmm. and he got well defined abs. But mm-hmm. um, for the people that are listening out there that are interested in doing something like that, what? What kind of exercises, what kind of diet routine, what, what does it take to realistically get great abs? You know, I mean, you said it right there. The yeah. guy went on a diet. 
now I have I have people write me all the time, and they say me they tell me I'm doing this for abs. I do abs every night. I do a thousand crunches. I do yeah. this, that, and the other thing, but it's not working. And the point is that anybody who has low body fat, their abs show. If they've never done a sit up, a crunch in their life, they just happen to have body fat below, let's say, ten eight percent. Yeah. Their abs show. I mean, there's people who just naturally have that kind of uh, body fat level. But I believe crunches are probably the best abdominal exercise you can do. Of course, yeah. there's all kinds of variations of crunches. But the crunch itself um, isolates the abs the best. But all that isn't going to do anything if your body fat's too high for them to show. Because yeah. you'll sit there and, you, you, you know, if, if if they don't show, you can sit there and touch them and say, I have I have a six or an eight-pack right <laughs> under here. Yeah. But the point is that you have to diet down to where you're below 10%. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, more in maybe the six to eight range for to really have those sharp abdominals. It seems so it's mostly, I mean, the whole thing of having those defined abdominals is pretty much... 90% diet. Yeah. And that's really the secret. I mean, they, they sell all kinds of gadgets and everything. Oh, yeah. The real truth is if, if you can diet down to where your body fat is low enough, they'll show. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, it, it's something a lot of people, you know, want and try to get. And I know we, we talked a little bit earlier about the, uh, physiques and everything. And, um, Something that intrigues me is there's a uh, article you have listed on there, uh, Power Bodybuilding Before Steroids, My Own Story. It's a great article. Uh, give us a little info on that for people who haven't checked that out yet. Um, well, that's just the whole idea of that is just the techniques and things that were learned before steroids became prominent and, you know, my early experiences with bodybuilding. Yeah. And and, you know, that it's about building power and building muscle at the same time. That's, that's uh, hence power body. Yeah. I noticed also you've got a lot of uh, Vince Gironda's uh, routines and things on there. We had Ron Kosloff on the show several months ago, and we talked about a lot of Vince's methods. Um, how does uh, Vince's methods uh play into with your stuff? You know, Vince Vince was ahead of his time in a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, Ron, Ron's uh, more of the expert on Vince than I am. Yeah. Um, but I've studied pretty much everything Vince wrote, and the guy was ahead of his time, like I said. A lot of his techniques um, still work just as well today, and you know, he really, like me, was adamant against drugs, and he was trying to teach people this is the way to do it drug-free. Yeah. And the point is, it's hard um, It's hard to get a lot of, Vince, um, a lot of Vince's uh, material these days because he passed away a few years ago, and mm-hmm. nobody really took over. I mean, I, Ron, Ron, I believe, kind of took over for him, but um, I don't know that a lot of people even know how to find mine. Yeah. So there are people who are interested, you know, I mean, he's just one of those characters in bodybuilding that I think will always, um, the name will always be remembered. Yeah. I'll tell you, Vince, Vince has had, uh, he had a pretty good effect on bodybuilding, and uh, you said it, and Ron said it when he was on this program, and that is that he was the definitely ahead of his time with a lot of his training methods and things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he his gym was there for, I don't know, over 50 years, I believe. Yeah. And, and you know, he closed the gym and passed away almost, where, I mean, very shortly after that. It was, it was a sad yeah. thing. But I think he just, you know, had, you know, he had nothing left to do. Yeah. You know, with the gym gone, the gym was his life. And when he closed it, you know, he figured his life was over. Yeah. It's a it's a really sad sad end to a great guy. A lot of great yeah. training methods and things that he had. 
definitely. And you know, I, and I'm thankful that people like Ron are keeping keeping you know Vince's info out there because, like I said, it still works just as good as it ever did. Oh yeah, and you look at well, and leading with your website, trulyhoods.com, you've got all sorts of different things on there. You've got a mm -hmm. uh, free weekly fitness tips newsletter. What can people expect when they sign up for that? Well, you know, every week we try to give um, tips on diet, uh, nutrition, training, supplementation, motivation, yeah. and also um, when when people sign up, they actually get um, automatically entered into a drawing to win supplements and other prizes, which we do on a monthly basis. Yeah. You know, and going back, you know, one of the things that even Vince said was, the body adapts to any type of training. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, you know, you do have to change because if the body adapts, it's not going it, to, that's it. It's, it, it doesn't, it's not going to grow anymore. So you have to vary routines when, um, to keep the body growing. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we try to present different ideas. It's kind of like an open forum, even the subscribers. Um, will um, submit articles and training ideas, and it's kind of like a big group that can share things with each other and learn from each other. Yeah. Well, it's 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 great. You got a little community there. That's yeah, exactly. That's nice. Um, you mentioned uh, winning free supplements, and uh, that seems to be the big thing: supplementation. Uh, what are some of the things that people can use that are safe that actually get results because you see some of these the ads in the magazines I just I've picked up several bodybuilding magazines recently and you want to read the actual magazine that takes you probably six pages to get to the actual table of contents <laughs> yeah I know it's pretty amazing I, I I have old older magazines from from the you know 50s 60s yeah. 70s and it wasn't like that before. <laughs> I mean, there were always ads, but come on. I mean, some of these, they have articles now. Yeah. Ads. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing that I, that started, I, God, I think probably two or three years ago. I mm -hmm. picked up a, um, I don't know if it was Flex or Muscle Fitness. It might have been Muscle Mag. I think it was Muscle Mag, actually. And there was a article in there, and it was selling something. And I'm like, what? And I read at the bottom, it said something about how this is a, a paid promotional ad or whatever. And I'm like, right. this is a freaking article for this <laughs> right. shilling this, this supplement. And, right. and it seemed like that, that must have been a pretty good strategy because now everybody does it. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that the, the um, new guys and the kids coming in don't really even catch that it's not an ad, you know, they, yeah. they think, oh, this is a editorial, you know, a, a journalistic piece, you know, yeah. and I could believe it. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the point is, I mean, I sell supplements, but the point is, supplement by very definition means something extra. Yeah. So, first and foremost, you have to have your diet and training dialed. Oh, yeah. Then, then you can, then you can look into supplement supplementation to add extra to it. Yeah. And of course there's there's you know, tons of supplements that have stood the test of time. There's always new stuff coming out because you know, that's kind of a um kind of a marketing thing of yeah. the latest, greatest, you know. But of course, you know, protein is is definitely a, a good supplement to add. Different forms of creatine, you know, creatine yeah. has been along long around a long time now and it's you know, has proven to work for most people and oh, safe yeah. for most people. And, um, you know, there's some herbs like tribulus that do help to help um, boost testosterone for somebody. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense for a 19 or 20-year-old to use it because his testosterone is already at the highest it could be or maybe yeah. even hasn't reached its peak. But somebody who's over 21, 25, or even in their 30s and 40s, that's definitely helpful. Yeah. And um I mean with my supplements I I try to use established supplements that are known to work and known to be safe. Yeah. You know, and that's what I that's what I 
do with my supplement line. And if something new comes out, I keep an eye on it. Um, watch. Sometimes they just flop. You know, sometimes they just kind of fade out. Yeah. And um, but I watch if the thing keeps selling because you could sell anything for a little while, but then what word of mouth comes out that this thing doesn't really work? Yeah. It's not going to sell. And I also make sure that you know it's actually getting real in the gym results. You know. Real people, friends, trainees, uh, subscribers of my newsletter, are telling me, you know, this this stuff does work. Yeah. And then I might, you know, add something like that to my line. I've noticed a lot of people are, uh, and you see a lot more companies putting it out there, and that's this ZMA stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, when I first got into uh, taking supplements and uh, getting into more hardcore bodybuilding stuff, it. Um, I had someone mention it to me, and I thought, well, this, you know, I just, I would read the contents and some of the things on the Internet, and I'm like, well, you know, this is kind of cool, but it can't really do what it says it does, and it does. It's a it's a great little little product, and you mentioned creatine earlier. That stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of these others that are out there, and there's this one, I think it's, manufactured by this company named Anabolic Extreme, and it's called Super Draw, and it's pretty much a steroid from what I can what I can tell with the research that I've done on it, and yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was, good lord, I, I, you know, there was, you know, they named a lot of a lot of the um, pro-hormones were included in the um, uh, steroid control act, yeah. they were actually named, like, look, this is a steroid, this is, this is. And even after that, there were some people who were trying to, you know, get around it by well. They never named it specifically, et cetera. And, yeah. You know, they were trying to loophole their way out of it. And there were supplements like Superdrol, which the God's honest truth, it's not a supplement. It is a steroid. And um, there was a crackdown on that. Um, not too long ago, also, where the FTC um, came and said, look, you're marketing a drug as a supplement, and you need to stop. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I know that I know there's a few people still selling some of those types of supplements. And, you know, the thing is that a consumer should just be aware of, like, Look, it's not a supplement. It's not the same as like a an herb or something yeah. of nature that you are you are um, taking a drug because um, people who have taken Superdrol actually have uh, tes testicular shrinkage, oh, which wow. is like something from steroids. Yeah, you know? and um, you know, so if you're going to use something like that, just know what you're using. Yeah, um, I mean. You know, I, I mean, it should, you know, yeah, I don't think, a, they shouldn't keep selling it, but what are you going to do at this point? Well, that too. Uh, another one. To, yeah, go ahead. You know, they're just trying to, you know, loophole the law. And, yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, it's, you're going to get in trouble. For yeah. Thing, you know? <laughs> another and, one I've, I've seen out there that a lot of people are, um, experimenting with and I tried to do some research on it and haven't found too much on it and that's uh, I think it's DHEA it's something you can you can buy over the counter and it's uh, I've seen different things on it and I didn't know um, if you had any impressions of what it was and if it worked or you know DHEA is a, is a um is a hormone naturally found in the body, and it's yeah. also naturally found in nature, which is why it was originally allowed to be a dietary supplement. Yeah, it's two steps away from testosterone in the body. Yeah. So to, uh, DHEA will convert to androstenedione, which will convert to testosterone under the right conditions. Of yeah. And there are a lot of studies, and like I said before, it works better for somebody who's more in their 30s or 40s because their natural production has gone down. Yeah. 
and we, we sell a supplement called AndroShock. When the Andro band came out, we we have an Andro replacement supplement, which we call AndroShock, which has DHEA, Tribulus, and some other herbs that help boost the testosterone, and also like Chrysin and Sorplamato, which help pre prevent the side effects of, yeah. of boosting testosterone. And it seems to do real well, and like I said, DHEA has been has been being sold for about ten years, probably just about as long as creatine. Yeah, and it seems to be proven safe. And like I said, it, there's definitely some studies, um, especially in somebody in their thirties or forties, that it does help um, help boost their testosterone. Well, I'll tell you, it's a that is one thing that it seems to be a, a controversial thing is the the whole supplement situation there's a lot of people that are like well you don't need supplements if you've got good diet and you've got a uh, good exercise routine and there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that are like yeah you need to you know need to add it in there and it's all every little bit helps so yeah i mean my like i said before if if you're training wrong and you're dieting wrong for your goals yeah and you supplement you probably will not notice anything now that's that's I think the guys who, they, they notice that, that they're like, um, they were they were dieting wrong, they are training wrong. And there's, there's also guys who are saying supplements are worthless, and that's kind of like their marketing approach for their yeah. bodybuilding course, right? That's yeah. fine. Um, the point is, like I said before, it, the diet and training always come first. If, if you think like, oh, I'm not making any gains, and all I have to do is add this, you know, this supplement that I saw on a five-page uh, <laughs> ad article in yeah. a magazine, and then I'm going to grow gigantic, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. But if you're already making progress, you know, you can get a, a certain boost. You know, there are supplements that can give you a certain boost, you know. I don't know the exact percentage. Maybe it's 5, 10, 15 percent yeah. boost in what you're doing now. And, you know, that's, like you were saying, some people like every every bit helps. And, you know, I, I, t I try to use supplements as boosters. You know, it's like if, if you, you know, for somebody who just starts out, they're probably going to make great gains right away, you know, because that's oh, just yeah. the way beginners work. But then let's say, you know, it starts slowing down. You know, of course, you always make sure the diet and training are correct and you're varying your routines. And, you you know, if you're trying to, gain size, you're eating enough, if you're trying to lose fat, you're, you're, you're eating clean and low enough in calories, but then on top of that, if you want to try and boost it a little bit, you, you know, your goal is to lose fat, there's, there's herbs and supplements that can help, help burn fat, help thermogenic, or, you know, help suppress the appetite a little bit, and there's some yeah. supplements, you know, you can get more protein in your diet, you know, you know, one of the first supplements ever introduced was protein supplement, and that, it's, it's nice, you know, I mean, you could you could eat 20 steaks a day or something, or you could drink, you know, something that tastes <laughs> like a chocolate shake, you know? Yeah. It's convenient, it's, it's, it's easy, you know? So that, that was one of the first things, and that's one of the first things I actually tell people to add, add more protein. Yeah. You know, and then, then they can look into a creatine supplement, or, you know, and, and so on up the line with different supplements. Well, I'll tell you, it's a... Uh an interesting world, the bodybuilding and fitness world. Uh, Paul Becker's been our guest. Trulyhuge.com is the website. Uh, Paul, definitely I'll look forward to uh, checking out the website more. I uh, just got on the mailing list, so okay. I will uh, get some more info from you, and we'll definitely have to have you back sometime this fall, and uh, we can talk about the Olympia and, and talk about the website and any additions you've made to the website and everything. And, uh you have a good weekend, sir. Yeah, great. Sounds good, and you know, oh, yeah. I'd be happy to do an interview anytime. Okay, yeah. Well, you have a good weekend, and I will uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, sir. Have a good evening. Download all the past bits and best interviews with new things added each week at JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to the Jiggy Jaguar Show, speaking with Patrick Richardson, IFBB Pro Bodybuilder, 
for people who are not aware of your existence in the bodybuilding community, give us a quick little biography. Uh, well, I first started competing in 2000. Uh, it was my first show. I uh, did a local show here in North Carolina, North Carolina Junior State. Um, I actually did uh, won the overall um, of the whole show, which kind of wow. got me addicted to bodybuilding at that point. So um, once I won that show, I was like, well, I guess I can do this. Um, and <laughs> you know, it's definitely a good feeling. So I just continued on with it. Uh, I did another show in 2002, which was the uh, 2002 Mountaineer, which is a national qualifier. Yeah. Uh, I first in the lightweights in that wow. show as well. Um, then I took a year off, had a hernia surgery, uh, took a year off, came back um, in 2003, I did the North Carolina Junior, the North Carolina State show. Yeah. Uh, placed first in North Carolina State. Then uh, I went to the Junior USA and placed second at the Junior USA. The following year was 2004, and I did the 2004 Junior Nationals, uh, took first in the lightweight division, and went straight from the Junior Nationals to the Nationals and took first in the lightweight division at the Nationals where earning my, my pro card. Wow. So you've had uh, the past couple of years have been pretty exciting as far as uh, competition-wise. Yes, they have. Very blessed to be where I am today. <laughs> Uh, what was it like competing and getting ready to compete in that first show, the North Carolina Junior State? Uh, well, that one's very nerve-wracking. Uh, your yeah. first show, you, you know, it's you're kind of learning the ins and outs of the dieting, uh, how to manipulate water and carbs uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's a lot to learn. Uh, you basically have to rely on people or friends, or I did rather, friends yeah. uh, who had competed previously to me on kind of what worked for them. Uh, so it's definitely nerve-wracking going into it. You, you, a lot of butterflies. You having to learn your mandatory poses, which you know you get better with with time. But for your first show, it's a lot to a lot to take in. Um, after that first show, it's pretty much you know learning uh, work what works best for you. Uh, you can take or leave what worked for you from the first show, and you kind of learn a little bit more about your body, ins and outs, and what works best for you. And then with every show, it's more or less just tweaking. What worked for you, and trying to trying to get it down to a science. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's a uh, a lot of people. I've I've talked to a lot of people at our local gym, and a lot of people are competing bodybuilding, and uh, and as far as amateur goes, and uh, they say there's nothing like it being up on stage in front of everybody, doing your routine. Exactly. Well, it's that, especially when they you're you're in the best shape of your life. Yeah. Um, it's totally different. So I never thought I'd have to go stand up in front of an audience <laughs> and next to nothing. But, uh, you know, I guess that's the difference. When you're in the best shape of your life and, you know, people are actually coming to see you, you know, and you, you feel confident is a different story. It is a great yeah. feeling. A lot of hard work that goes into it for one day. So. Oh, yeah. What's the atmosphere like at backstage at a bodybuilding show? Uh, well, here on the, you know, it's pretty much the same with your, you know, amateur or national level. You know, they have... Yeah what's called a little pump-up section. Uh, they have a little, uh, a few free weights, just enough to get get some blood circulating in your muscles, get a pump going on. Yeah. After you get a, uh, a brief pump, then you actually go to the oiling pit where they actually put some, you know, a um, little bit of oil to you just to give you that sheen on stage. Yeah. You do that after the pump-up, obviously, so you don't drop the weights all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> there is an order to it. But uh, then they try to quickly... Uh, maneuver you from the oiling pit out uh, in line where you then will walk out on stage with your class so you have wow. you know you have to, your timing there has to be pretty um, pretty on point too because you only get one really good pump up yeah and you don't want to pump up and then there'd be a big time lapse between when you pump up and when you go on stage everything has to be just right and I find that some of the local shows you know the timing is not there the guys are like They'll get you to pump up, then they'll get you to oil up, and then, you know, something goes wrong and they didn't time it right, and there's a big delay, and then you walk out of stage and you feel flat, and it's just <laughs> all feeling. <laughs> That's yeah. the difference between the local and the national level. They usually can, you know, the promoters uh, and the expediters of the shows are a little better on the national level. Well, you're in your pro card in 04. Uh, what have you been doing since you got your pro card? Have you competing much? or? No. Um, 
you know, right after I got my pro card, um, I actually injured my bicep about two months afterwards. I tore my oh, wow. So that was a pretty, you know, um, intense thing to recover from. It, you know, it can take as much as 15, 16 weeks, or, or excuse me, 50 weeks yeah. for attending to fully heal. Um, and then, you know, I took a couple of months off completely, which, you know, on, when you're at that level, they like to kill me. You know, yeah. trying to get back in there. So <laughs> then I found myself trying to work out around it, which obviously takes a little bit longer to heal. Uh, so I worked past that injury. Um, in the in the midst of things, I've actually been opening up my own supplement store. Oh wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It's you know, I've, I've been doing it for the last two years for another company. Uh, yeah. They went out of business, so I had a good clientele base already, and um, you know, I, I love doing it. So. I'd already made my mind up, you know, when I found out the company was going out of business, I set up my own corporation and uh, was ready to go. And after the store closed, I was up in a week later. Oh, wow. That is that is some quick turnaround, my friend. Yeah, so I had all the connections, you know, <laughs> luckily all the connections for it. But, um, you know, I was ready to go and, um, you know, I always wanted to own my own business. I love working with people. I love the fitness industry. I love yeah. it, it's the closest thing you can do to training without having to spend your life in the gym. There you uh, go. You know, the supplement end of it is just as important, if not more, than the, the time you spend in the gym. So it's a good feeling to be able to help people. Yeah. Know? So uh, I've been putting my heart and soul in this business right now, trying to get things off the ground and get it rolling. That's cool. Uh, what's your training like for pre-contest or in-season? Uh, is it is Do you work on one body part more than you do the other, or how does that work? Well, what I generally do, personally, I analyze, um, you know, from the show, you know, you can talk to judges after a show, or you can just kind of critique yourself to find out what you yeah. thought your weak points were. And generally what I do is I, weak, I work my weak points a little bit harder in the off-season. Uh, but as a whole, I try not to train one thing more than the other because you're training for symmetry. Oh, yeah. So if a weak point, you know, may be my calves, uh, which they are, I generally try to train uh, the calves a little bit more in the off-season. But my training in general is different in the aspect that in the off-season I usually train a little bit harder. Um, I'll train heavier weights. I do a little bit fewer reps. You know, I'm yeah. eating, eating entirely different. I usually you know, take in a lot more calories uh, to try and put on some quality muscle. And then whenever I get ready for a pre-contest, I'm usually training, you know, instead of four days a week, I might be training five or six days a week. Um, I'll start doing cardio pretty consistent every morning. Um, my diet obviously changes dramatically. I yeah. increase the number of meals I eat a day, but they're smaller portions. Um, so then I, I, I tweak it for that because the turnaround is, you know, I figure out how many pounds of uh, fat I have to lose in order to get in contest shape, and I try to, you know, critique my diet to where I do it over the course of, you know, maybe 14 weeks. So yeah. you want to lose weight slowly. You don't want to do it too fast. So um, the, the training is, you know, basically geared around, Leaning out, but leaning out slow so that you don't burn muscle. Yeah. Well, when you started uh, getting in shape and getting ready for that uh, first contest in 2000, what was the first body part that you noticed was different than the rest of them and looked in real good shape? Um, well, the way I've always found my particular body to work in general is as soon as I start to lose weight, I'll notice it in my arms or my face, whether I lose oh. weight or gain, or gain weight. So... Generally speaking, I guess the most noticeable thing is when I start to lean out, my face gets thinner, but my arms get a lot more vascular. Yeah. Uh, so the vascularity comes out in my arms uh, first and foremost. Then I start to see my legs, a lot of changes in my legs. Uh, you know, striations in your legs start to come out as well as vascularity. And then the last place you usually see it are going to be around the midsection. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can tell a you know a substantial difference right off the bat. Um, you know, and losing those extra, you know, uh, inches around the waist. But uh, usually, before you can really see it, it's the last, you know, the last, I'd say, four or five weeks, depending on how lean you were when you started your diet. Well, you uh, mentioned uh, earlier that your calves were your, your weak body part. What's your best body part? Best. Well, I, yeah. try not to, I try not to look at myself and say I have a best. Because <laughs> if I have a best, that means it's, it sticks out more than the rest of my body yeah. does. And it's not supposed to. It's all supposed to flow together. Um, I won't say I have a best. Um, I, I say probably my my favorite body parts um, are 
or my legs. I guess I'd say yeah. my upper legs. I, I love training quads. Um, as, as a young kid growing up, I raced BMX bikes, and that helped to put you know a considerable amount of muscle on my upper legs. So, uh, I would say I get a lot of compliments on uh, my legs whenever I compete. So yeah, I guess they I guess they're noticeable. Uh, I wouldn't say they're they're my best because as a whole, my calves still need some work, but I do like working quads. Oh yeah, well, and I'll tell you just from the uh, picture on your uh, bio section on your website, PatrickRichardson.net, your quads. Are in incredible shape, my pal. Is well, I appreciate great, it. Great, great looking. Is there a certain uh, certain routine you go through to get the get that look, or is it just combination of training and diet? Well, it's you know a lot of people say uh, as a rule of thumb, and I agree. Um, how you look is uh, you know um, you can equate that to what you eat. So I, yeah. I diet, I say, and nutrition is eighty percent of it. But as a whole, you know, you have to say that training is 100% and diet's 100%. They're equally as important. Um, but, you know, you are what you eat. So, you know, and you eat a lot more times than you train a day. So that's what I tell my customers when they come in the store. I think diet is definitely 80% of it. Uh, you know, if you, if you eat, you know, lean foods and you're eating to be lean, um, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to have that lean look year-round as opposed to the person who doesn't. Um, and that does help you. Uh, show a lot more definition, but you know, as far as training goes, uh, I probably don't do anything different on my leg work workouts. I do a lot of heavy squats, a lot of leg presses. You know, I have a couple of unique uh, exercises that work best for me. You know, one-legged exercises to to um, you know target a certain areas. Oh yeah. Uh, but I don't do any you know anything entirely different than anybody else. Like I said, I think it's just uh, you know definitely genetics play a role in it, but. Uh, Training along with your diet are equally important. Yeah. Well, I and I noticed from the uh, from the picture, your lower abs, at least in that picture, they're not as defined as uh, some of the other pictures that I see on your website. And I've noticed that with a lot of the bodybuilders that we've talked to, whether it be amateur or pro. Why is it the lower abs are the hardest for an individual to get to come out? Uh, wait, are you are you talking about on the shot on my homepage? Yeah. Well, number one is the actual pose. Yeah. If you're doing an overhead abdominal pose, um, it, it's, that's just the actual shot itself. It's very hard oh, to target those okay. particular lower abs when doing that particular pose. Just like when you do an overhead abdominal pose, your chest disappears. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, but in general, the, the lower abs are harder, um, harder to work because when, on a daily basis from getting up and down out of your chair, getting up off your bed, Anything that you do, you kind of use your up, your upper abdominals. Yeah. Um, so you figure all day long, every day, whether you train them or not. Uh, the lower abs, the only way you really target those is by doing uh, particular exercises, like the hanging leg raises. Yeah. Um, which, you know, unless you're hanging around, if you're raising your knees up to your chest all day long, it's, that's about the only way you can target that. So <laughs> you have to specifically train that particular muscle group. Yeah. And um, and it is a little more for the average person. It's a little bit harder to develop uh, than than the upper abs for that very reason. You just don't use them as much. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you, you've got a real impressive physique. Uh, do you have a before and after picture of when you first started? Do you have anything like that laying around that you can? Actually, I do. Um, and a, a good example of that is actually I I shot a video with Repetro Video, and it's called Prime Cuts. Oh, and it's wow. actually for sale on my website in the store section. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning of that video and at the end, they show my beginning transformation when I started lifting weights in 1996. Yeah. To, to, to the to the 2004 when I actually won my pro card. They show the transformation in about five different pictures. Wow. And uh, the most dramatic is the first picture to the second picture. Um, yeah. You know, because it was you know a couple of years of, of hard training from basically not training at all. So you yeah. see a considerable difference. Um, but, yeah, you can, it's obvious to look at the picture and tell. I wasn't born with it. <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. I mean, I had to work for it. Um, you know, I think a person, you know, can have genetics, but they don't, they're not necessarily born with the looks. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but once they put the hard work into it, if they have the genetics, they can definitely change their physique, you know, dramatically like I did. Uh, wow. But it's definitely a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's it's worth looking at, but um, yeah, I play that in my store a lot for that very reason. 
uh, mm-hmm. to inspire a lot of my customers as well to let them know, hey, you know, if you've only seen me like this, you only know me as this. But look, <laughs> I used to look like this. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Why do you think uh, the bodybuilding community gets not as much respect as it probably should from the mainstream sports? Well, I think public. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, um, I just don't think that there's enough um, fans in general because to be into watching a bodybuilding show, usually the crowd are people who are in the fitness themselves. Yeah. And if you'll look at America's obesity rates, you'll notice that we're one of the worst for obesity. <laughs> yeah. So obviously there's not as big of a fitness crowd there. Um, so I think that's one aspect. You know, you're not going to see a, a lot of people who aren't necessarily in the fitness come to watch a sport like this or, yeah. you know, um, follow it very much. Um, it's not on TV every weekend like basketball, baseball, yeah. any of the larger sports, you know. So um, you know, a lot of people don't fall into it unless they happen to go to a local show and see what it's all about. On the other end, I think, um, you know, bodybuilding in general kind of gets the bad rep. Uh, because, you know, of the things that's been going on the last couple of years with yeah. hearsay of, uh, you know, the first thing people say when you're uh, pro bodybuilders, you know, you use anabolic steroids. Yeah. Uh, so people automatically associate that with the sport because we look so much more muscular than your average, you know, baseball player or soccer player. When in the meantime, the reality is that your uh, soccer players, uh, on average, uh, use anabolic steroids more more so than anybody, but yeah. they don't they don't eat and train as like a bodybuilder does for muscle. They just train for endurance. Yeah. So you know they're running around on the field all day long, so they're actually burning calories. But just to keep up that stamina endurance, you know they will use products like that. Where I just think it gives you know bodybuilding in general has a bad rap for that very reason. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are just you know even scared to be associated with it or or never quite give it a chance. Where in reality. If they realize if someone puts in the time, the diet, the nutrition uh, that you know a lot of these athletes do, that you can make those changes and you don't necessarily need the drugs. You know, oh, yeah. it's something that's automatically associated with it right off the bat because of the appearance of a pro bodybuilder or a pro athlete uh, on that level. Um, but yeah, that would be that. I've, I've thought about that a lot. You know, yeah. I and mean, it's one of the hardest sports you put your heart in um, to get in the kind of shape. Uh, it takes more discipline, I, I feel, than any other sport. Oh, yeah, but yet, definitely. But yet it's the least respected and the least paid. Um, it's probably the most expensive sport to even do because yeah. of the amount of uh, healthy food <laughs> you have to get. It's not like buying a $2 cheeseburger you know, <laughs> or two for two. <laughs> yeah. you got to buy a healthy uh, you know, piece of grilled chicken and throw away the bread. It still costs you $4.50. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, you know, it is frustrating a lot of times. You know, you put a lot of hard work into it. I feel a lot a lot more than the average sport. But, you know, there again, it is the least paid. You know, we make the least amount of money. Uh, even if you have sponsors, you know, you don't make a lot of money unless you're one of the top three guys in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, even if you've got the supplement sponsors and everything else, you're, you're still struggling a little bit. Um, exactly, exactly. You you mentioned earlier you run a supplement store. What's the uh, hottest selling supplement that you that you're moving right now? Um, hottest selling supplement. Well, a lot of the creatine uh, NO2 combinations uh, yeah. for pre workout are definitely going to be the most popular right now. Uh, we have one from ISS which is called Saturate Rush. Uh, oh, we also wow. have one one from BSN which is called NO Explode. Yeah. Um, a lot of those are great products. What they do is they're basically uh, the NO2 in the products uh, are vasodilators. They expand your blood vessels so you get better blood flow to the Oh, muscle. wow. Uh, and then, of course, creatine increases your ATP level, yeah. which is your body's natural energy level. Um, by increasing ATP, you have more stamina, more endurance, so you can get a lot better uh, workout, which is going to yield more muscle. Yeah. Um, so the combination together gives you an incredible feeling of pump, uh, stamina, endurance, so, you, you know, like I said, if you can have a more productive workout, you want to stay in there longer, um, you know, you're getting better pumps, which, you know, in the end result of all of the above, is going to be more muscle, so um, yeah. they've really taken off, we've done real well with those, by far, I'd say those are probably my two most popular 
other supplements, and they're in the same category. Oh, that's cool. Um, what is the what is the next big thing you think for for bodybuilding as far as uh, supplements go, or do you think that there is one right now? Well, the way the government is with the supplement industry right now, <laughs> I have to say, I hope there is a later on. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, uh, they're banding things left and right and finding reasons not to allow these items to be sold, which you know, um, you know, I'm not real pleased with. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, the biggest thing and the most popular thing have always been pro hormone. Yeah. Um, however, you know, pro hormone was the closest thing you could get uh, to an anabolic without the side effects. Oh, yeah. You know, your average person could come in, purchase this item. If they wanted to, if they've been training for five years and wanted to say, hey, you know, I'm plateaued, I want to take it to the next level, um, you know, that used to be what you could purchase uh, that would definitely give you results above and beyond what you've been able to obtain yeah. uh, without trying something, you know, uh, that could get you hurt or uh, a lot of side effects because you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. So, you know, with, those, with that being said, those items being banned uh, has really hurt business. And um, I hope that, you know, kind of like they did the ephedra, ephedra, the ban has been lifted and it's put back on the market. Yeah, I, I, I seen that the other day, that that is coming back. What, why is that? Is that just, uh, did they just well, lift the ban for some odd reason? Or I've done some research on it, and apparently, you know, a company appealed the FDA on yeah. the actual ban of it. Uh, the particular company made ephedra product in 10 milligrams, and... There was no evidence to really prove that 10 milligrams of ephedra uh, was detrimental to anybody or would cause any side effects if not abused. Yeah. And, you know, that being said, they couldn't prove anything, so, um, the, you know, the, uh, the judge awarded them, you know, the ability to start producing that product again in 10 milligrams. So a lot of the products you're going to see out are only going to be 10 milligrams now, um, but, you know, it's... The products before used to be 25, and even yeah. that being said, your body can handle, you know, according to a lot of the servings, up to 100 milligrams a day without side effects. So, oh, wow. Uh, the product, I don't think, it's been used for thousands of years. You yeah. know, um, the bottom line is if someone had high blood pressure or heart disease, I do believe, yeah, that's a product from the beginning they should never be taking. Uh, but that's no different than them going to take, you know, over-the-counter medicines. They all have something on there to say, if you have this condition, do not take it. Yeah. So you're always going to have those folks um, who are not going to pay attention to that or say, hey, if one's good, two must be better. Yeah. So <laughs> I think in the long run, you can't blame someone for being ignorant. You know, you can't blame that on the product itself. And I think finally, you know, they got the judge to, to understand that, and they lifted the band on it. And uh, it's been... You know, the 10-milligram products that, you know, we've been moving in our store um, have actually, um, they're totally approved, they're insurance-backed, and, uh, you know, it's one of our best sellers as well. Wow. Patrick Everybody Richardson wants. from PatrickRichardson.net. Uh, you've got all sorts of things on your website. You've got, you mentioned Prime Cuts earlier. Uh, do you have any uh, more videos on your website for people to check out if they wanted to, besides Prime Cuts? Yeah, they're all actually manufactured from the same company. Um, uh, USA Muscle is yeah. the company that actually filmed these. This is the same company that films all the national level contests. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. Um, I've worked with them, you know, like I said, uh, throughout all the national level shows I've been in. And, yeah. Uh, they do a great, fantastic job. It's you know basically just like being on the front row. So you can also find on my website all the shows that I've competed in. The uh, Junior oh, USA. Wow. Um, the Junior Nationals in 2004 and the Nationals in 2004. So all three of those videos, as well as the prom cuts, uh, can be purchased on my website. Wow. Um, that actually connects you directly to the company, uh, the company's link, uh, just by clicking on it on my page, and therefore you can purchase it through my site uh, directly from them. Well, that's cool. You've at least yeah, you're you're you got a one-stop shop for people. <laughs> Who are yeah. into muscles and bodybuilding and the whole nine yards. Yeah, and we're looking to expand my website as well. I've actually got some products, some, some new pictures going to be updated within the next week yeah. for sale that we're actually taking at a recent photo shoot last year, uh, the end of last year. Um, so those are my most re recent pictures as far as an off-season uh, look 
um, you know, not everybody's into the competition pictures. So yeah. I went for a different look, and those will be on the website oh, here in the next cool. week. And also we're going to have, uh, you know, we're trying to keep the website updated. My webmaster lives, uh, you know, a ways away from me, so it's kind of hard for me to get information <laughs> to him. But we're going to constantly keep that updated and change the new products as well. That's yeah. cool. A um, couple quick more questions. One being, uh, with all your knowledge of supplements and everything, have you uh, done much research or heard anything about this uh, Anabolic Extreme company with their uh, Super Draw and some of that? Yes, I have. Um, Anabolic Extreme, is, there again, speaking of the pro-hormones that have been banned, Yeah. that was the part of them. And not necessarily were they banned as, as the companies that produce these products are able to produce them uh, knowing that the government's going to come, you know, eventually give them a hard time because it is a hormone. Yeah. Uh, so they they did, I did have those items in my store for um, a temporary amount of time. Um, and then, of course, the company just voluntarily quit manufacturing them. So, yeah. But, yeah, the Superdraw product was definitely one of the best sellers that I've had in my store. Um, it was, you know, a lot of people got amazing results from it. Um, but they tell you directly on their website. There, with some of those products, there might stand a mild consequence of you know fluctuating good cholesterol. Um, yeah. You know, and that was that was only one of the little side effects between that that I heard from maybe one or two customers. Um, but there again, you know, if taken in moderation and taken for the amount of time they say, um, it was a very effective product. I got a lot of my people got good results from it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I just I just heard a lot about it for a while before it just disappeared, and I had never got a chance to ask anybody who, if they uh, knew anything about it, so that's cool, I'll learn something there. Uh, one more question, being an IFBB pro, the big question has to be asked, do you think Ronnie Coleman's going to win the Olympia this year? <laughs> well, if he, can, if he continues on his path, I definitely believe he will, I mean, uh, yeah. um, you know, I, I definitely think he's going to try his... Uh, uh, his nine wins in a row so that he can be crowned, you know, uh, the winner. Um, yeah. And right now he's tied. So um, I definitely I definitely think he'll pull it off. And I think after that he'll probably retire. Um, I saw him at the uh, Arnold this past year, which oh, is one wow. of the first times that I've actually seen him uh, in his so-called off-season. Yeah. And uh, he did look considerably smaller. I don't know what was going <laughs> on. It was, it was, you know, it was a big difference. But from what I hear, sometimes he takes a three-month break after the Olympia. Yeah. So, you know, it could have been that, or I didn't know if he was going to call it quits. But from what I hear, I mean, I can't imagine him quitting as much as he's put into it now without taking that night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I talked to a lot of people, and they've said that he pretty much has to come back and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and, and try his hand at it. And if he does... You know, he manages to pull it off, which there's a lot of people that are in your camp and my camp as well that believe it's, you know, pretty much a done deal. He just pretty much just has to show up and compete. Yeah. But Well, I, I, you know, I definitely think with Jay improving every year, he's got to come in in the same shape he's been coming in, which is a, which is a challenge, you know. When yeah. you know, to his age, you know, every year is another battle to maintain the amount of muscle he has. So I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as just showing up, but if he shows up in a condition he has been showing up, I don't think you're having a problem. I think he's inspired by himself as far as muscle maturity and conditioning. Yeah. you think that if, if Ronnie does win it this year and then retires, you think Jay will just start piling up the Olympia wins? or? Well, if that happens, I don't think piling up. I definitely think he's next in line. Yeah. Uh, but right behind him is a bunch of good athletes as well. Um Right now, with Ronnie's, you know, height difference over Jay, um, you know, it's kind of hard for a guy shorter than Ronnie to carry the same amount of mass. Oh, yeah. Proportion. And that's something I hope that they implement. And one reason why I haven't done first pro shit yet. Um, I was kind of hoping that things would be a little more evened out, you know, like an over and under 200 yeah. uh, weight class instead of everybody being in one particular class. They can't expect a four bodybuilder to carry the same amount of mass as a, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, six-foot bodybuilder. Um, if he did carry that amount of mass, he would look like a square. So definitely he's going to uh, be keeping symmetry um, if, if he tries to hang on to that. And right now, you know, bigger seems to be better, but a lot of these smaller bodybuilders are starting to do better. Dave Henry um, being one example, Darren Charles. Oh, so yeah. it's, good to, 
it's good to see those guys moving up. So I don't necessarily think it'll be an automatic thing. Um, there's a lot of good bodybuilders behind Jay, but I definitely think that he's in line to be the first. Well, that's cool. We're talking with uh, Patrick Richardson. The website is patrickrichardson.net. Uh, you can get prime cuts as well as uh, some 8x10 photos. He's got all sorts of things up there, plus uh, personal training with Patrick Richardson. It's on his website. Check him out. Uh, I've appreciated the interview. We'll have to catch up with you when you, uh, if you decide to start competing again or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have it in the works. I'm, I'm wanting to bring up some of, some of the areas I think need improvement before I try the first show. But, you yeah. know, if, uh, if I can sustain, you know, my training and, you know, injury-free, then hopefully you'll see me the end of next year for the first debut. That's cool. But, yeah, we'll uh, definitely have to have you back on the program. I will uh, get you an email, let you know when it's going to air and everything, and I will uh, talk to you soon, sir. Have a good one. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks. I look forward to that email. I'd love to be able to have oh, that yeah. to hear that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I will All right. talk to you later. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.